Joe, welcome. Great to have you all in church this morning. God bless you. You've come to meet with the King of Kings, isn't it? The King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And this is the setting. Every time we come to church, we come to Zion. How do I know? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. So you are seated in the heavenly Jerusalem. And to the myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered, enrolled in heaven. You have not just come to destiny, you've come to the church of the firstborn, enrolled in heaven. And to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that speak better things than the blood of Abel. Aren't you glad about the setting in this house today? Let's pray. Father, we bless you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. You have invited us into your family. And today we can call you Father because of the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because you were set in this house to bless today. You've invited us to come and dine with you. Thank you for the abundance that you have prepared. We thank you for you are bringing us out to bring us in, into the promise that you have prepared for us. So, Lord, today our hearts are open. We are ready to receive from you. I pray right now that every heartache be lifted, every burden lifted, every distraction silenced in the name of Jesus. We take authority over this moment and we pray that your angels are present to minister as we share together in your word. Lord, my thunk is the pen of a ready writer that you speak through me, not my words, but your word, Father. Let the hearts of your people be blessed today, even as they hear from you. And Lord, you get all the glory. So right now we give you the praise for the healing that you would walk in this house, for the breakthrough that you release in this house, for the faith that you will stir up in this house. Thank you, Father, for fresh vision that you release in this house. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. So we've been on a journey of daring faith, and this is the third part of daring faith. Last week, we had a guest speaker in the house, Rasburn, a pastor from Sterling, and it was so good to have them worship with us. But before I go into the word, I just want to give you a quick update. On Tuesday, we had the family forum, and we gathered at my house. I know some of us were not there. So just for you to, to know what's going on around the church, because you're a family member, or perhaps you're still considering being a member, it's good that you also know. We had the moment where we shared the highlights of how he's been so far, the journey so far. We moved up to Aberdeen last year, July, the last Sunday in July. So officially we started back Destiny Church Aberdeen, August, the first Sunday in August last year. And the first service we had in our living room, there were five of us that gathered for that service. But we bless God that today we are increasing. And last week we had the highest attendance of 46 of us in this house last week. God is good. You know, and there is no stopping. We keep moving to what God has prepared and is calling us into. But the most interesting part and the beautiful part is that God is sending us laborers after his life, people that are passionate for the kingdom of God. So I want you to put your hands together and actually celebrate yourself for being a part of what God is doing. Well, you may not know you've been a contributor in one way or the other. Sometimes you're not there serving physically, but your encouragement is actually there to help those that are serving. So thank you. God bless you. But at the same time, I'm upset in my spirit this morning. And I said that to Hanji just for coming up. Enough is enough. We cannot have the devil toying with people's health. The child of God should enjoy what you call abundant life. And abundant life means that we're in good health. And we're going to be praying this morning. I've had a couple of people send me messages this morning. They are not feeling well. And that shouldn't be. It is not the will of God. Yeah, I know. We can easily say, oh, the weather is changing. I'm done with the cold and all. But God wills that we live in health and prosper in all things. Are you going to join me with your faith? Are you ready to pray with me? Let us pray. While we pray for healing and health, Scripture said in Isaiah 53 that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement, the price for our peace was upon him. By his stripes we were healed. If we were healed, then it means that we are healed today. It is settled. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, we stand in agreement as a household of faith, as a family of God. And Lord, we pray that in this house, every member and 
enjoys good health in the name of Jesus. For those that are down with cold or whatever it is today, we pray right now that those sicknesses are lifted off their burdens in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would release your angels to minister to them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your healing power touch them right now wherever they are. Let them know strength in their bodies in the name of Jesus. You said you have come that we may have life and that in abundance. So I pray today whatever is short of abundant life in the life of any member of Destiny Aberdeen, we put an end to it in Jesus' name and we declare abundant life in manifestation in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, for the breakthroughs that you have given us and we're yet to see, we receive them today and we call them into manifestation. I thank you for those healings that are progressive. We walk into them fully. And I thank you for instant healings that are happening right now. We walk into it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we praise you. Your name be glorified in this house. Let it be known that Christ is king and is alive. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for lending your faith. God bless you. Let's get into the word of God. Yes. Can you read for us Ephesians 3, 1 to 20? And I know that you would know verse 20, either half or you know part of it. And what does it say? And to him, we was able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly. Above all that we can ask or think or imagine, according to the power that is what? At work in us. According to the power at work in you. First exercise for us this morning, I want you to think of a biblical character whose faith inspires you. Think of that and write it down. Think of that. Think of a biblical character. For some of us, it might be faith. It might be Abraham, sorry, the father of faith. For some, it might be Noah. We looked at the life of Noah two weeks ago, how he kept building for 120 years when God said build an ark. For some of us, it's Mary. How can a virgin girl conceive? Let it be done to me according to your word. Whose faith in the Bible inspires you? And when I asked this question, for me, it was Daniel. Daniel. How can a man say to the king, give me three days, we'll come back to the matter. And he went to sleep, he saw something in the night and he came back, I've seen, the boy you, I said, I've seen your dream, and God showed me. I mean, it is faith to actually believe that that which I see in my dream is what the king had. And the boldness, faith, the spirit of faith makes us bold. I believe you have that already. So let's go together on this journey. Daring faith, what do we have faith for? What's God doing with us? Sometimes we ask ourselves the question, what exactly am I doing here? Where am I going to? Have you been there? As a young girl, I asked myself that question several times. Where is this all leading to? Where, where is it going to? What exactly am I doing? And it's true that we're on a journey, and it is the journey of faith. Deuteronomy 6, 23 says, He brought us out from there in order to bring us in. God doesn't do anything without purpose. Whatever God does, it is on purpose and for a purpose. To give us the land which he had sworn to our fathers, God brings us out in order to bring us in. Whatever God is doing with you, you can be certain that is bringing you to a place. And I was chatting with one of our members today and was sharing with me what God has shown him, where God wants him to be. So God is already leading him on the journey, telling him, see, I'm waiting for you here. You're meeting me here. God does everything on purpose and for a purpose. And it's true that we are learning to live the life of faith, which is powerful, precious, and pleasing to God. Hebrews 11 says, tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we all want to please God, isn't it? I'm sure every child would love to please their parents. And just like that, we want to please God as well. And we wonder, how can I be pleasing to God? But the good news is not by our works, it's not by the things we do, it is by faith. What exactly is faith? The Greek word for faith is pistis, and it means believing, absolute trust. You are seated on that chair because you believe the chair can carry your weight. You have faith in that chair. You can sit in this building because you believe it won't fall on you. You have faith in the structure. Faith is confident reliance, absolute belief, trust, and I can say reckless trust on God. That is faith. 
Whatever you've written down as a biblical character that inspire you, you will see how the trusted God. Why would Abraham get up and leave his family, abandon his world and everything he's ever lived and worked for to go to a land that he doesn't even know? I mean, if God tells me today, go to, where, borrow me, Germany. Afghanistan. Afghanistan, wow, wow. I think my husband is receiving a call to be a missionary to Afghanistan. Uh, don't, I, I don't want to say we do that alone, but <laughs> wow. Give me another place. <laughs> we have to be careful with the things we say with our mouth, isn't it? Miami, beautiful. I'm sure there are a lot of sinners in Miami that God wants to save, so let's go to Miami. <laughs> okay, so if God tells me today, Teresa, pack your things. Next place, Miami. Oh yeah, I have a place. I have the destination. It's easy to say we are going to Miami. Our Badin family, pray for us. We are going on a journey. We are going there to do something for God. But I mean, Abraham had no destination. How could you start? How could you embark on a journey? If you have a friend that comes to you and say, God is telling me to go somewhere. Where? I don't know. Even as a believer, you would them say, are you okay, sis? Let's talk. No, seriously, we need to check this faith thing that is not going out of bounds. That was Abraham. And it got up. So sometimes we look foolish on this thing called faith. But it is good because God used the foolish things to confound the wise and he used the weak things to confound the strong. Perhaps you look foolish right now to families. Perhaps you look foolish right now to friends. You are in a good company. We all look foolish to the world because God is doing something with us. The journey of faith. And then today, what we're looking at, God is bringing us out to take us in. He's not bringing us out to leave us halfway on the journey. He's bringing us out to take us in. And we saw the confession of the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6.23. He brought us out so that he can bring us in to the place that he has promised our fathers. You and I know there are promises over our lives that we are yet to see them manifest. We've not even seen the first face of those promises. One of my mentors will say, you've not scratched it yet. We haven't. But God is bringing us somewhere. How do we get into the somewhere? Do you have any idea? It is by faith by faith. And in this journey, how far can God take us? How far do you think God can take you? God is only limited by our faith, by our expectation. What do we expect of him? How do you know, Teresa? Remember the story of the 10 spies, 12 spies rather, in Numbers 13. And Moses said, you need to go in and spy this land that God has given us. Go and bring me report. <coughs> Excuse me. And they went into the land. Ten came back and said, oh, that land is truly beautiful. The land is flowing with milk and honey. No doubt, prosperity in the land. And some of us are foreigners in this land. It is as though we've come in to see what is in the land. And we have the good report. Oh, Scotland is beautiful. There are things in the land. The people there have really welcomed me. Glaswegians, I just love them. They have open hearts. But I don't think that place is for me. And you know, there are some obstacles to aspiring, getting to that place that I want to be. I just don't think the place is for me. And we think I need to go back. So the 10 spies came like that and that was their report. The land is good, but the people, they are giants. And before them, we are what? Grasshoppers. And we see ourselves as grasshoppers in our eyes. Therefore, in their eyes, we are grasshoppers. How do you see yourself? But two people came and said, you know what? Let's be quiet. They might be giants, but our God is with us. We may look like grasshoppers, really, but with God, we are not grasshoppers. We are more than able to possess the land. Let us go in and possess the land. And I'm saying to you today, Destiny Aberdeen, let us go in and possess the land. What is that land? What is that vision? What is that dream that God has given to you? Daring faith will bring you to the place of your possession, where you go in and you take ownership of that vision that God has given you. There might be giants in the land, but God is bigger than giants. We know the story of our God, how he slew the giant with a small boy. I'm sure David beside Goliath looked like a rat, really. But yet he was brother because of the God of hosts that was with him. 
There might be challenges. Everybody face their trials, but we are more than conqueror. How? Through him that has loved us. We are not more than conquered by our strength or by our degrees. We are not more than conquered by our experience. I'm sure there are times we get to a place, experience cannot even solve what is before us. But we are more than conqueror through him, through Christ, who has loved us. This is how we overcome, knowing that he that is with us is greater than he that is in the world. This is the faith that overcomes. This is daring faith, confident that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Unto him that was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all, not some, beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that walks in us. Do you know the power of God is at work in you? Scripture says that you and I are created in his image and after his likeness. Why do you think the enemy fights us so much? Because he knows there is greatness in you. Because he knows that the power that brought things to life at creation is at work in you. The same power that brought light out of darkness is at work in you and I. And that's what Paul was saying. See, the power is in you. There is no need looking elsewhere. The power is already in you. And God is able to do beyond what we can think. So what I'm seeing is that sometimes what needs to change is our perspective and perception. What do we think of ourselves? Because God cannot walk with wrong expectations and wrong imaginations and wrong dreams. What do we think of ourselves? How big is your dream? How big? Do you even have a dream? Honestly, do we have a dream? Do you have a dream for your life? Do you have a dream? Sometimes we don't have because we do not ask. If we don't have a dream, What are we living for? What is the faith used for? The world was created by faith. Hebrews 11.3 tells us that by faith we understand that the things that are seen were created out of the things that are not seen. It is by faith we understand that creation happened. The conception and birth of Jesus was by faith. So faith, everything that you and I believe is by faith. Even our religion is called what? Faith. The Christian faith. And it's powerful. But how can this faith produce? How can this daring faith bring us into the place that God is taking us to? Four points that I want us to look at today. For our faith to be productive. The first of it all, faith rests on something. Faith rests on something. You see the chair you're sitting on is resting on something. Did you see that? And you are able to sit on that chair. Faith rests on something. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 5. Paul said to the church, that when I came to you, I did not come with the excellency of speech, but I came in demonstration of the power and of the spirit, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I did not come with excellency of speech, but I came in demonstration of power and of spirit. Why? So that your faith do not stand on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. If we truly have faith, our faith should rest on God's power, not human wisdom. We have so much faith on the chairs we're sitting on. That's human wisdom. How much of faith do we have in God. Our faith rests on God's power. His divine ability. His word that never changes. His character that is the same in all situations. Hebrews 13 8, Jesus Christ, the same word, yesterday, today, and forever. That's where our faith lies. I have believed the word who is unchangeable. The times that we're living in change. It's changing every day. Everything around us is changing, but my faith is in the one who never changes, but yet is able to change all things. And that is why the word of God is powerful. The unchanging word of God that is able to change a changing world. 
Our faith rests on God's character. He can never disappoint us. I will not leave you nor forsake you. That you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I would not fear what can man do to me. Have you been there? You felt you hopeless, helpless. You felt there was really nobody. Then I remember Jesus said, I would not leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the age. The age has not ended, so Christ is with me. It doesn't matter the things that we see. We rest our faith on God's power, God's divine ability, God's character that is never changing, God's word that was able to create and recreate again, and God's purpose. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. What is God's purpose for us? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For what? Thank you. We are created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has created you and I for good works, good purposes. What does good work look like for you? Good work for you might be helping people in your community. Good work for you might be just encouraging people. Maybe you have a group of friends that don't even have hope. They seem to have money, but they don't have hope. Your good work might be just bringing them encouragement every time. Good work might be putting a smile on someone's face. Good work. And see that good works. That means there's not one. Several of them. We all are created for different things. And guess what? Our faith is effective when we are surrendered to God's will. Sometimes the struggle is not actually faith, it's in our surrender. Is this what God would have me do? Is this where God wants me to be? Is that where God wants me to go? Is this what God wants me to be engaging right now? If only we would pray, Lord, I want you to use me use my life for your purpose, then our faith becomes active. When we chase God's will, when we chase God's dream, our faith comes alive. Our faith becomes active. Our faith becomes productive. Faith rests on something. If faith is resting on something, is that all that we need? Let me remind you, according to Hebrews 4, it tells us that some people did not enter into the promised land, even though they came out of Egypt. Do you know that? Moses brought out the host of Israel out of Egypt, and they all started the journey. They all saw the Red Sea pass before them. They heard the manna. They saw God walk wondrous things. But somehow, they did not all enter the promised land. What happened? Because of their unbelief. The only thing that can stop you and I from enjoying whatever God has prepared and died for on that cross is our unbelief. And I know you want to say, Teresa, I truly believe, but I struggle. I'm not receiving it. Guess what? It takes perseverance. He said, let's be imitators of them who through faith and patience together and inherit the promises of God. We will get there if we would have faith and have patience. We will get there. Wherever God is taking us, we will get there. Faith. What other realm would our faith be productive in? Our faith is productive when it responds to something. Faith responds to something. Faith responds to something. Smith Wigglesworth said, there is nothing impossible with God. All impossibility lies with us. All impossibility lies with us. With God, all things are possible. But yes, Jesus said, there is nothing impossible to him that believes. So even with you and I, all things are possible. It may take time to manifest, but all things are possible. Possible. I believe it, that all things are possible. Let's look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. Just busy doing nothing, and the angel walks in, interrupted a day. And these days I'm learning to pray, Lord, interrupt my activities. Divine interruption that will change my life. Interrupt my activities. Interrupt my day. Interrupt my plan. I give you freedom. Break into those moments. 
just busy doing nothing, and the angel walks in. Hey, Mary, full of grace. What? This is a strange greeting. How do you greet me like that? So Mary was not even scared to see the angel. It was the greeting that baffled her. There is something about this greeting. You don't greet just anybody like that. If a normal person comes and says, Oh, Teresa, how are you? Or, hi, how are you? Maybe meet me for the first time. Can I know your name? But if somebody comes and says, Oh, divinely favored daughter, I'm like, what? <laughs> Something is going on here. This is not human. I really want to know. She gets it. So Mary had that moment. What kind of greeting is this? And said, I brought you good news. God has a plan. You're going to conceive of a child. It will be the child of the most high God. You will call his name Emmanuel. Like, what? But what was Mary's response? Let's turn our Bibles to Luke 1 8. I wanted to read it for yourself. The power of the scriptures is that the more we read, it sings in our spirit. Are we there together? Luke 1 38. Okay, one, two, let's go together. And Mary said, Behold the born slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mission accomplished. The angel had delivered the message, but it did not go until Mary gave her response. Let it be done to me according to your word. And right now, I'm hearing the Spirit of God say that I have shown some of you where I'm taking you to, but you have not responded yet. And it can't be done until we respond. Let it be done to me according to your word. Faith responds to something. Our faith must respond to the word of God. The word that is coming from God. Abraham's faith responded to God. Genesis 12, God told him, I want to bless you. Make you a father of nations. Nations will come out of you. And he responded. Leave your father's land. Leave your people. He carried everything and left. And reading it again this week, I realized Abraham didn't invite Lot. But he went with him. He went with him because he must have perceived there is something about this man. God is there. Some people will come with you on the journey of faith. Even though some may mock, some will still come. And they will be blessed. Faith responds to something. And when we respond, what do we do? First of all, we step out in obedience. Until we step out, we cannot see faith manifest. I know sometimes we think, I would do something, I would pull some heat when I see the fire. But God is saying, put some heat first and the fire would come. Oh, they need wine in this wedding. Fill the jars with water. What's the correlation? But that water became wine, the best of wine. Maybe you've run out of wine and God is saying, this is the next thing to do. It's giving you the sweet wine. But we must step out in obedience. Faith takes initiative. We take the first move. This is what God is saying to me, and I'm responding this way. 2018, I wanted to do Destiny College. Maybe it is your year, Sandy. I'm sure you're considering that. <laughs> we don't worry, we'll support you as a church family. 2018, I wanted to do Destiny College, and I felt I don't have funds. Let me go for counseling where I can get funding, you know, which is also part of the course we do at Destiny College, Christian counseling. But I know my place was Christian leadership, right? But I was like, I don't have the money. Let me go and do Christian counseling, and I'll just seek funding. And guess what? I applied, and they refused the funding application. <laughs> and I said, okay, Lord, I'll hold up. I'm not doing it again. When I'm ready, 2020, I'll go and do the Christian leadership. 2019 started, and the Lord started disturbing me. Like, it's your year. You have to do it this year. Like, I don't have the money. You have to do it this year. Okay, what do I do? It showed me the provision will come, and I put in my application. Even though I didn't have the money, the first time, within the first month, all my fees were supernaturally paid. You know, but I took the step of putting in that application and trusting that God would come through. And it's not the first time God would do such for me. I've seen miraculous provision in my life several times. And I know he can do it again. If he can do it then, he can do it again. But our faith must respond for God to bring about the supply. Sometimes it is strength that is needed. If we don't get up to do it, the strength would not come. Sometimes it is help that is needed. If we don't start, the help will not come. God will meet us in the way when we've taken the first step. God, he knows what he's going to do, but he's waiting. Are you going to trust me and embark on this journey? 
And I know God is speaking to some of us today. Trust him. It would never disappoint you. It would never fail you. Just trust him. Trust him. Like Abraham, you can trust him. Joshua 1-2, God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Just like that. No time for mourning. No time for recovery. Now, therefore, arise. Faith is always in the now, not in the tomorrow. It is in the now. It has to be done now. That was why it says in 2019. Now is the time to do Destiny College. And guess what? If I was waiting for 2020, I wouldn't have done it because COVID eat. I was doing it COVID eat, and I know that I can't stop. I have to do the second year. I did a diploma and I could step into my purpose. If I didn't start in 2019, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't. You know, we, we try to leave things for later. We wait until everything is perfect, you know. I have this sorted, that sorted. But God is saying, now is the time to do it. If it says now, why do we say no? It's able, more than able. We've read exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to his power at work in us. Can we see for a moment that you are powerful? You are. Jesus said, you are God's. You are. We stop doubting our ability. Faith activates the promises. And the promises of God is found in the word of God, the Holy Bible. And is activated by our confession. I learned to do something during Destiny College. And I still do today. You have a scripture for your life for the year. What scripture are you living on this year? And when I have the scripture, I pray for myself every day. My scripture for the year, first year, was John 14, 18. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. And it came to me every moment of the way. And I want to encourage you, live by that. I have a scripture for your life every year. What is the scripture? The scriptures for this year, I have it written down. And I pray them over myself every day. It will manifest. That is how we activate the promises of God, by our confession. Confessing it over ourselves all the time. What has God said to you? Please confess it. Even when it doesn't, thank you, Audrey, for bearing witness. Even when it doesn't look like it, continue to confess it. Because it's only a matter of time. God saw darkness before him, but he didn't fold his hands. He said, let there be light, and there was light. If the Lord had never spoken, there wouldn't be light. What is that darkness before you? We speak today, let there be light, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Faith. Faith rests on something. Faith responds to something. Is that all? Absolutely not. Faith resists something. Faith resists something. Have you ever been in a fight before? Honestly, have you ever been in a fight before? I mean, physical combat. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever been in a fight before? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know, much younger. Thank you. Thank you. I know the guys would have been in some physical. Have you ever been in a fight before? Oh, wow, wow. You're too soft. <laughs> I, I know the guys would... Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe I will bring William to aid in or send Because I know guys would have been definitely... And you know, when you're in a fight, you want to resist the punch. You want to resist the attack. You want to defend yourself. And faith is like that. Faith must always resist something. Even though we are resting on God, we are responding to the word of God. It doesn't end there. We don't just respond and wait. You would see that we are always in a combat. Faith resists something. And I sent out a message yesterday. Fight the good fight of faith. The only fight the scriptures encourage us to fight as believers is the good fight of faith. So if I'm fighting my fellow friend, it is not the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith is against the enemy. The adversary that is bringing challenges, that is bringing hindrances, that is causing me pain, is the one that I'm the fight. And the word of God says, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God, not through me. It is through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. And this is the weapon, the word of God. Quickly, let me give you three weapons. The word of God. The blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. Three weapons quickly to always remember. 
The word of God is a weapon. How is he a weapon? You get into the word, take the promise and start confessing it daily. Pray it aggressively. You will see that it is a weapon. The name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. It is a must. No negotiation. You know, we don't see what happens in the spirit, so we think nothing is really happening. But I can tell you, a lot is happening. I know for certain that a lot is happening. And the blood, by the blood, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Three weapons never to forget. Because we are always in the combat. We must resist the enemy. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But before we can resist him, we are in submission to God. That's why we are resting on God. We are responding to God. God is saying, do this, I'm doing it. I'm in obedience. Then I'm in a better place to resist the enemy. Only he that is submitted to God can truly resist the enemy. And what are the enemies that we see daily? The enemies of fear, doubt, unbelief, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is our enemy. Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive. So I'm simply saying, Lord, if I have somebody I have not forgiven, don't forgive me. But we don't see that. Unforgiveness is an enemy to the destiny that God wants to bring us to. Oh, no man, nothing except love. And fear, that little demon opens the door for the enemy to come in and steal. We don't give room to fear. There is no room for fear. Don't be caught believing your doubts and doubting your beliefs. Don't be caught believing your doubts and doubting your belief. Jesus said to Thomas, the doubter, you all know him, right? But thank God for someone like Thomas that has that question so that I don't have to ask that question. Because I'm sure if I was in that room, I would have asked the question. I would say, I don't believe until I see him. Let's see him first and I'll believe his reason. So Thomas asked and he came. And what was his response? He said to him, don't give in to your doubts any longer. Just believe. Touch my hands. Just believe. That means I can touch the hands. If I don't believe, I won't see the nail prints. Touch my hands. Just believe. And Thomas saw and was like, oh, Lord, my Lord. And blessed are those who believe even when they've not seen. We must never doubt the will of God. We must never doubt the word of God over our lives. The Lord said to Joshua in Joshua 1.9, be bold and strong. And I'm saying to you, be bold and strong. Banish fear and doubt. Remember, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever. God's presence is not tied to a location. God's presence is everywhere. You are the carrier of his presence. It's dwelling in you. So wherever you go, it comes into that place. So I would not be surprised I come into a place where there is chaos. Suddenly peace reigns because his presence is there. If I come into a place where there is darkness, there must be light. His presence has come in. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is with you wherever you go. If you don't remember anything from today, please remember the Lord is with you wherever you go. We have to overcome our weaknesses and our limitations. And sometimes that has to do with our past. We are tied down to the failure of the past. Oh, sometimes it is the sources of the past that is holding us back from our breakthrough. God said to me a few months ago, you've got to forget whatever you've achieved in the past if I'm going to do greater things. And I said, yes, Lord. And I saw a shift in the ministry in that moment. I said, as long as you tell the story of the only thing that I've done in the past, you wouldn't allow me to do what I want to do now. Okay, Lord, do what you want to do now. It's good to remember those testimonies, but we must never camp there. We don't camp in the past. We move with God. God is progressive. Revelation is progressive. We move with him daily, daily. So we have to let go of the past. 
Let go of the weaknesses, the limitations, the failures, and even the sources. Let God do something now, something new. And yet, overwhelming condemnation. Sometimes it's that condemnation that is stopping us from receiving the blessings. We judge ourselves and we say, I don't deserve it. Tell me, who deserve it? If God is to mark iniquity, who will be standing today? Nobody. We don't deserve anything. What we deserve is judgment. What we deserve is punishment, death. But he has given us his life. Jesus came and took what we deserve on that cross so that we can have his life. So if I can have his life, I can have all things. Romans 8, 32, he that spared not his only begotten son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him, with him also freely give us all things? Not some things. All things are given in Christ Jesus. When I received eternal life, I received access to all of God's blessings. I no longer get what I deserve. I, Teresa, no longer get what I deserve. I get what the mercy of God can afford me. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is condemnation if I'm not in Christ Jesus. But in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. So let's overcome this condemnation of us not expecting the best for ourselves. Who says we can't have the best? Who says you can't be the best in your career? Who says you can't get the best opportunity? Who says it is what the word of God says that matter? And guess what? When we choose to live by faith, we can have people say to us, you really think you can get to that place? You're so full of yourself. Oh, well, yeah, I'm full of myself in Christ Jesus. I can talk about the strength of God, not my strength. Faith. Our faith would overcome condemnation. And today we overcome every form of condemnation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The fourth point, faith relies on something. And this is very similar to the first point. Faith rests on something. It rests on God's character, God's ability, God's word, God's person that was never changing, and God's name. Faith responds to something, responds to the promises, the invitation to come and be a partaker of the inheritance in Christ Jesus. And I say, yes, I'm coming. Faith resists something. I must resist the enemy because this guy will never stop. Even though he's defeated, I mean, he doesn't give up. He will come back again. So I must learn to resist him, living in submission to God and resisting the enemy. But how then can I actually lay hold of this promised life? Faith relies on something. That means every day that I wake up, I'm relying on the strength of the Lord. I'm relying on God, not by my own might, not by my power, but by the spirit of the Lord. Oh, I understand that this is beyond me. Coming to Aberdeen to pastor a church, I know it is beyond me, but not by my power, not by my might, but by the spirit of the Lord. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? My faith relies on God. My faith relies on God's strength. And your faith should rely on the strength of God. What I'm going through is beyond me. I'm stretched beyond what I can actually bear. But guess what? The strength of the Lord will come in and carry you. Faith relies on God's presence and support. The sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. I will be with you wherever. Not some places. Wherever. And it's so beautiful that even if I go into the deepest peace, the presence of the Lord is there. Psalm 139 captures that. Where can I hide from your presence? If I take my place in the peace, the darkest of all peace, you are there. The place is dark, yet you are there. In the womb, his presence was there with me. In the grave, his presence is there still. Where can I go from your presence, Lord? Always in your presence. My faith relies on the fact that he has promised me sources and not the faith. Joshua 1.8, this book of law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. The Holy Spirit told me once, if you would be successful in your life, meditate on the word day and night. That's the medication, that's the prescription. It's just like Sunday, Sunday medicine. Did you ever use that message as a, as a child? Sunday, Sunday medication. And it's saying day and night. Day and night. So not just in the morning. Day and night. And guess what? They say you shall read it. Meditate. The power in meditation. Meditate. Day and night. That is where we're able to get the best of the word of God. So for then you shall make your way prosperous. And you would have good success. My faith relies on the promise of God for good success. 
if my faith rests on God, if my faith is responding to God's will daily, if my faith is resisting the enemy, see, I'm responding with this hand, but I'm fighting with this hand. Devil, get back. I'm, I'm going on. I'm not stopping. That's what it means. Always in a combat. If my faith relies on God, but how can I truly manifest this faith? If faith would walk in this realm, how can I, Teresa, bring this to manifestation? You have to remember that you have what it takes. Do you know what that is? The power of the Holy Spirit. Is at work in here. Ephesians 3.20, according to what? The power, the dynamis. The power that is able to recreate and recreate and recreate. In you. Remember Acts 1 here. Jesus said, you shall receive what? Power. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Don't let me read it for you. Let's open our Bibles and read this. So many times, faith is not working for us because we do not know who is in us. Acts 1 hates. Are we there? Okay. We're waiting. Okay, we can have competition. The first to open the Bible. <laughs> the kids do that in your church sometimes. I'm your sword. So let's see. Are we there? Okay. One to go. But you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. And even to the remotest part of the earth. And guess what? Aberdeen is there. Did you see Aberdeen there? Did you see Scotland there? The remotest part of the earth. Because I'm in Scotland. I'm in Aberdeen. So even here, the power of the Holy Spirit is available. So you receive power after that the Holy Spirit is, uh, is come upon you. We've received the Holy Spirit. I believe that. Because we've received Christ. And many of us have come into the place of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And perhaps you're yet to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I would love to pray with you at the end. But say that this is where we receive power. The dynamics. The divine ability of God. That create things and bring things into existence. The power. This is the power that makes faith productive. It is the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. It's always there nudging us, cheering us. Oh, you feel this way, but don't give in to your feeling. Take a step of faith. You don't feel well truly, but stand up, take a step of faith. And some of us took a step of faith to be in church today, and God is honoring your faith, bringing you strength in your body. The power of the Holy Spirit. Let's not forget, it said that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. That power is the person of the Holy Spirit. And it's no surprise that in the beginning there was darkness, but it was present. God said, let there be light, and there was light. What is the darkness in our lives? Daring faith would conquer it. What is that mountain before you? Daring faith would level it. What is the land that God has promised? What is that promise you're holding onto? Is it healing? Daring faith will bring it to manifestation. What is that breakthrough you're waiting for? Daring faith will bring it to light. Do you believe? Let's rise up together and pray. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. The power of God that is able to create things. We're going to pray quickly. But first of all, I want to say, perhaps you're listening to this message today and you know in your heart, you've not really had the time to say, Jesus, I give you my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I'm giving you the opportunity to do so today. Do you know, one of the things I've realized is that because we might be born into a Christian home, we assume salvation. But there must be a definite point that we made that connection with Jesus to say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Please, if you've never said that, let today be the day. I'm I would be so glad to be the one welcoming you into the family of God. You've been around the corner for so long. You've been walking on the balcony so long. But God is saying, come into the food. Come into the house. This is where you belong. There is space for you at the table. Perhaps you're that person. Do you want to ask Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you've done it in the past, but you walked away. You neglected your friend. It's calling you back. Can you just give me a wave and I will pray with you? Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. She that I break it also. Thank you, Lord. She that I bakaya. Thank you, Jesus. I believe we're all saved. Good, beautiful. Isn't it? If we're all saved, then nothing can stop us from entering into that which God has prepared for us. It says, according to the power of the Holy Spirit, that is at work in us. We're going to be praying today, Lord, I receive a fresh baptism of the Spirit. Let the power of the Holy Spirit work in me. I submit to your will, Father. Let the Spirit work in me. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to pray in the Holy Ghost, feel free. It is church. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Make sure you generate power today. Lord, we receive a fresh baptism in this house. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Definitely, you brought us out so you can bring us here. As a church, you brought us out. So that you can bring us in. I know we are not in yet. But Lord, today we're saying, yes, take us into that place that you call the promised land. We receive faith in this house. We receive a fresh baptism of fire in this house. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For you are here to quicken us. You are here to make us alive so that we can believe the impossible. And Lord, like Mary, we say, let it be done unto us according to your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, we're praying. Just one more prayer point. Remember, you wrote down somebody's name at the beginning. I don't know who that is for you, but I hope we hold it. Do you want to have a look at that name? There will be something in their life that inspires you. And I don't know what your situation is. I want us to pray to the Lord. I receive faith to move this mountain today. And I want you to go ahead and begin to speak to that situation, whatever it is. By the spirit of faith in the name of Jesus. I'm standing with you in agreement, praying in the Holy Ghost. That you're going to see breakthroughs. Thank you, Father. For all things are possible to him that believe it. Lord, we believe, we receive possibilities in this house. Whatever, Lord, is before us as an impossibility, I declare by the anointing of the Holy Spirit today, they are made possible in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for each of us. We are clothed afresh with a spirit of faith. And we're able to join the saints and say, be it unto us according to your word, according to your will. We confess your will over our lives, over destinies, Lord, over the dreams and visions. I thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for every member of this house that will not give up on ourselves on the journey, but would endure to the end. We will make it to the finish line. We will fight the good fight of faith and would obtain that reward at the head. Ultimately, we will stay the curse till we see you, Jesus, face to face. Lord, I thank you for grace that is released in this house. Thank you for your sweet anointing. We praise you, Lord. Lord, we declare that this week we have faith results. Let them begin to roll in, Father. Divine help divine connection, healing, miracles, salvations, we declare that they begin to roll in in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.